welcome back. <laughs> uh, everybody else doesn't get the joke. So we're doing this twice now. We did the first five minutes of this episode already, but I fucked up and the thing was not recording. So classic. Um, I also started the last episode basically saying, fuck you, because everybody was giving me shit that this episode's, the episodes are not coming out consecutively, but I'm here and I'm back. So I am delivering that promise as well as the promise of having a guest. I have Audrey Scott with me, a uh, fellow comedian out in the trenches. Yeah. Uh, I met her over the last month and I just thought she was dope and I wanted to bring her on and learn more about her and let you guys learn more too. So I'm going to cycle back to some of the shit we were just talking about. Uh, but I kind of wanted to find out from her um, a little bit about her comedy journey just to start out and like how she got here. And uh, you were saying you grew up or you moved here from Virginia at least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I moved here from a small town in Virginia in the mountains, Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. I started comedy at 20. I started comedy at 20. How old are you now? I'm 24. 24. Oh, really? Yeah. You seem older in like a good way. I mean, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 31. Damn. I know. I do that. Yeah, I'm an old bitch, but it's fine. You look great. Thanks. I'm an old bitch. I do. Yeah, for an old bitch, you look great. I literally was talking to uh, <laughs> Dylan Carlino about this last night. We were looking at pictures from when I did compete. I was just telling Audrey I used to do like uh, fitness stuff, and like the thinner I was, actually, my face was old. He's like, he's like, yeah, you looked old. He's like, well, like, like a hot Stepford wife, but like old. And I was like, Weird. I mean, it's true though. Yeah, like the more like your, I think like fullness to your cheeks gives like a youthful sure. appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get kind of like that severe like diet phase, it does age you a little bit. Dude, I've never been that skinny. Like even I was, when I, I was weight, really I big. Like fucking baby cheeks. Yeah. yeah. I've done, I've been on the full spectrum of it. I was like really overweight in college and then I got into fitness and all the competing stuff and I was like really on the middle and now I'm kind of like in my vibey spot. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that was a random side digit. But yeah, so you came from Virginia. You were doing comedy there. We, uh, in our original five minutes, discovered we did have an overlap in Ohio. At yes, some point, yeah. She was in Dayton. Yeah, as my, a kid though. Yeah, my dad was uh, military, so we moved around all the time for Virginia. Yeah, you you were in college, and I was seven. Yeah, so. well, in <laughs> two thousand yeah. in two thousand six, I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I would say yeah, like, like just yeah. starting high school. So you're seven years older than me. Yeah, so. I graduated in two thousand nine. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, but I was uh Dayton is where I went to school. Um, God, what do you think of Dayton? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> people always it is ask very me. Ohio. Yeah, right? I I moved from Nashville to Austin, but I was in Ohio, and people are always like, "Oh, what made you leave Ohio?" And my answer is always like, "Have you been there? Have you been to Dayton, Ohio?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is where Dave Chappelle's chosen to live for his whole life. I don't know what that's. About. I think it's because he has enough money to make Ohio whatever he wants it to be. Yeah, like on his land. That's fair. He yeah. is in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio. Did you ever go out there? Uh, uh-huh. is it pretty? It's cool. It's like the. It's kind of the Austin of that area. If you could make it that it's not nearly as right it's still Ohio it's very like like, hippie uh there's like no local stuff out there it's very like naturey I like that Uh, it's cool yeah there's like some very like psychedelic shops and stuff like that so I'm not shocked that he like lives there yeah I'm just like why Ohio I guess it it must have been the price of lambs too yeah yeah I don't know I don't know enough about his backstory if he like grew up there maybe he didn't he grew up in Silver Springs Maryland so it was like kind of close to like where I grew up okay there we go so he chose Ohio. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I used to see him. That's like my, I don't know if I've, have I told this producer Caleb about my Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. story? I don't know. This is podcast exclusive. Uh, my like claim to fame is Dave Chappelle's <laughs> bought me a shot. Yeah, he used to hang out at this bar called Fox and Hound in Dayton. I'm probably like outing him now. Please don't go stalk him. He still goes there. Um, but he used to go, they had like Tuesday night, $2 beer nights, which is hilarious to me that he used to always be there. So I'm like, like you need $2 beers. But when I was in college, that was like right next to my apartment. 
and we would go there for two dollar drafts obviously yeah and they he would frequent there but this is actually way before i like liked comedy but i didn't really follow a lot of people i it's like my most embarrassing thing that i had i didn't know who he was like i knew of his name but i couldn't have picked him out of the crowd and so we were like there one night and all my guy friends were like, oh my God, Dave Chappelle's here, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Um, but he really doesn't like when people come up and bother him. Yeah. And so people are doing that all the time. And our friends were kind of just like, that's sick. And nobody said anything. And me and my girlfriends kind of were the ones that were there until we closed. And we were just hanging out. And uh, the bartender comes over. It's like literally like 15 till close. Like they just did last call. And she comes over with this tray of lemon drops. And she was like, hey, these are from Dave. And we were like, Dave. She was like, Dave Chappelle. And we were like, what? And we look over and he's just in the corner with his own lemon drop and he just goes, fuck you. And we were like, thank you. And then like my friend went over to start playing the arcade basketball machines they have. And he comes over and just starts playing the machine next to her and like shit talking her game. And they like played arcade basketball. (laughs) I was like, it was the weirdest thing that ever happened. A fucking Tuesday night. But like at the time I didn't even realize how cool it was. Like I didn't even tell anyone that story until like five years ago. Like my, the guy I dated was like in love Dave Chappelle. And I was like, Oh, I saw that guy at the bar once. He's like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Like I didn't even know that it was like a flex, but I guess it is now. So now I tell everyone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, It was a great flex. Yeah. It was fun. It was cool. I get, I, I was like, I don't know if he was just like, I appreciate these bitches leaving me alone was the yeah. vibe or what? Cause he didn't like hit on anyone. Like there was nothing weird. He was just like, <laughs> we were like, cool. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. He's like, they're cool. Like, yeah. Which was nice. I was like, sweet. That was definitely in my, like, not my peak. So I was like, he wasn't hitting on me. That's for sure. I don't know. I had some hot friends. Maybe it was that, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but all right. So we, um, speaking of comedians interjection, we were kind of talking about, um, your influence in comedy or just like what got you there. So when you started doing comedy, Two years ago, uh, three, years, three years ago in Virginia. Yeah. What led to that? Uh, my life is garbage, man. It was bad. It was, yeah, I dropped out of college twice. I lost my car. I lost my job. I was about to get evicted from my apartment. Like, all these things are happening at once. And it was just like, I was hanging out in a drug house. I had just gotten off probation. And if I hadn't found comedy, like, literally two weeks after I started comedy, um, my friend's house got raided by the cops. Damn. So it was like perfect timing. I went from been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild. It was it was wild, dude. As as much as I love like going to prison, I don't want to go to prison. You know, as, <laughs> as much as I as, love as fun as that sounds, yeah. like I don't really love that. So yeah, I was always like a good class clown and shit, and I was always working in service too. I was working mm-hmm. at bars okay. or uh, I was a major at Jimmy John's. So I'm always like working with people, messing with people. Stand-up just worked out really well. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So you started just like doing the mics there and then kind of built up. You said it was a smaller scene. Obviously. It was so small. It's the only girl, it's the youngest person. I mean, we're still fucking, there's maybe like 10 women max yeah. here. Yeah. But yeah. It was just like that. Very small. Um, yeah. And I, I went to mics out there and then I would start doing mics in Richmond, Virginia, where I know Mumford from. So oh, I knew cool. Mumford back home. Uh, and when COVID hit, the guy who ran the normal mic, uh, the owners of the hookah lounge that it was at, they asked me to start running that. So I started hosting that because they wanted to bring money back and shit cool. because of COVID. We were like not completely shut down for all of COVID. Like where, yeah. where were you? You were national during COVID? Yeah. yeah. How was that like? It was pretty, pretty shut down for a while. We were out like in a... Uh... A suburb area of Nashville so at the time I was living with um my partner you guys know him as Goodwill on this podcast I do code names for everybody <laughs> so um we lived out and it's called Mount Juliet 
And so it was like 30 minutes outside Nashville, yeah. um, depending on traffic and out there, things were a little more flexible, but like down in the city, it was like, everything was shut down. So yeah, it was pretty yeah. nuts. But yeah. yeah, I was running like, like, uh, at this Dungeons and Dragons store, like right next to the police nice. station. Like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was like pretty underground. Like I was selling alcohol legally at that place and stuff. But it was like weird COVID things. Cause there were some people that wanted to come back out. Yeah. And so it was cool to kind of bring up like start comedy, have an entire global pandemic, and then like start bringing it back. And then yeah. So it was a cool. It was a. It was good to put in that work before moving here, just to be able to do it on a smaller scale and then have yeah. that confidence. We're just starting comedy. And then, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's like the uh, the thing we just started talking about before I realized we were not recording is uh, that I just got here or not got here, but got into the scene here at like a crazy time totally so we were just starting to talk about kind of what you've seen change over the last yeah. like because you've been here two years that's yes. where I got two years yes but, um with like do you feel has it correlated just with mothership opening has that been like the spur of it or do you feel like it was building up over this last year before that um it's mainly mothership like I mean shit most of the people who came out here who moved out here I mean I moved out here for Green Moon Cave but I knew Rogan was going to open up okay so everyone yeah, they've been talking about this for a little while right for years yeah yeah it's been two years now so people like maybe three, maybe three years right, yeah. talking about it, but made so many people moved out here just for that reason. And just to be in a place where COVID wasn't affecting everyone's fucking life. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like closer knit. It was a little smaller, still a lot of people coming in and out just like now, mm-hmm. but I feel like, oh God, the fucking, that's the right word for it. The magnitude of it is way bigger now than it is than it was in the past. But yeah, so everybody used to party that a year went by and people started producing shows and hanging out at other clubs, working at other clubs. And now the big thing just happened. Now everything that everyone's been waiting for over the past two, three years is here. 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 Yeah. Then you have Sunset. Then you have Roscoe's. Like, yeah, they're all opening up, which yeah. is crazy. And then we're going to have a South Austin comedy club. Yep, I just saw that. May 3rd. Like everything. Yeah. So much shit going on. Do you, how do you, how do you feel about all the changes? Do you feel like it's giving more opportunities or making it harder? I don't think it's making it harder at all. Yeah. I was saying, I think it's cool that there's like, there's so many people and like, that's what's kind of wild is there's all these mics and it's like, there's still no hard excuse. to get on them. There's no excuse for someone not to get time. Yeah. Because if, if you can't get it on that one, go to the next go one. Go to the next one. It's going to be like this for a long time. Yeah. It's going to be fucked. Every yeah. list is you're going to be shouldering to get into. It's just like, yeah. 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 It's going to be chaos. I'm curious if we're going to see the change. Like I was talking to, um, the girl that um, I mentioned is doing a show here this weekend. I met her in Nashville. She's a New York comic, but she was talking about her friends in LA yeah. and how they basically have to pay to get on mics. Yeah. And no, I was like, I, was like, I hope we don't here. get that crazy. No, we're not but, gonna that. <laughs> like, that would suck. I don't think that would work out here. No, but they basically, I mean, it makes sense with it being LA. Um, but whatever. I'm just like, like what? Yeah, whatever. I know. I'm going to California next month for the first time. And I know we're going to go out to LA for like a day or two. And, um, person I'm visiting was like oh if you want me to try to look up mics for you and I was like I don't know if I can just like throw myself on one of those the same way like when I went back to Nashville it's cool and I think they do that for people here too where I could be like hey I'm visiting from wherever you can do they'll throw me there. on you can do that but I'm like I wonder if they'll do it there you can or if they're like we don't give a fuck no they do. There's, there's nice people out there I've, I have a few friends that are in LA cool and I was talking to this uh with my one friend the other day it's like um 
he didn't like Austin visiting out here because he felt like there were so many mics and weird like taco stands. And, like, <laughs> and, like, I get that. Like, I yeah. totally like get we have that. a new open mic that's like in a gym. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, him, like, like, this is so ridiculous. Like, we're getting we're getting desperate. Or like anywhere that we can put a fucking karaoke machine, we got this. Seriously, anytime someone goes, someone will go into a McDonald's and Austin and be like, "Do you have a stage? Like, you guys want an open mic here?" <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. Like, I was like, they keep on talking about like, they're like, we need more mics, and I was like, maybe I should just start a fucking mic. And then I was like. The venue options are limitless with Austin. No one cares. Like I went to someone's full ass show the other day that was like in a store, the Aviator, yeah. Aviator Nation. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, this is the most Austin shit I've ever seen. It's like, insane. There's yeah, Hans Kim used to host a mic at Silver Park right next to four uh, four porta potties. Like it's just like great. Somebody told me they went to one the other night that was like on a bike path under an overpass. Yeah, that's I did. I had my yeah. A few weeks I was ago. like, I was like, that's <laughs> <interesting. laughs> I'm like, that seems so chaotic. Like, it was. like people just like zipping past you, like children. Like. I had one person stop and record me for like the first two minutes. Yeah. Like that's more than anyone else has got today. So like, I'll fucking take it. Yeah, like, put me on the internet. Let's go. I was literally right next to a stale piece of dog shit on, on, a, on a rock. Like it was awesome. Oh, and then the last time I did that, Lex Friedman just popped up. Holy shit. He just ran by and was like, so listen for a little bit that's cool it was really cool yeah that's crazy (laughs) no i think it's neat it's cool to see like i just feel like like i said um i think this was pre us restarting but um there's a lot of these interesting parallels with um when i was in music industry i wasn't trying to be a singer or anything i can't nobody wants to hear that but i was i was doing um independent artists like tour management so i went on like a radio tour with an artist for like six months and i basically helped him like book venues and um like just went with him and managed a lot of stuff for him like would film his content and do just kind of whatever he needed i was kind of like when they're independent it's basically like you're a little bitch kind of thing and i was like I made like no money, but it was Damn. fun. We stayed in like shitty super eights, um, but it was cool. We went to all these radio stations. We would play um, in these bars. Like it was basically on all these weeknights, like playing these, he'd play all these long sets at these dive bars every night. Um, and so it's like, has a lot of these like similar feels. Yes, it's like, yeah, you like, yeah, and, like people, yeah. people from the outside are like, it's so glamorous you're on tour. And I'm like, there was like definitely a cockroach in my like sink this morning, but like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, like that's so crazy you say that because I feel like with corporate events or when people are paying for like a customized video mm-hmm. this woman messaged me the other day she wants two minutes of content for two hundred dollars yeah and i get paid 15 dollars to drive like three hours to out do a to show another city to yeah. do fucking 15 minutes yeah. it's just it's great it's, it's great it's crazy <laughs> and it is interesting because there is like this i think idea of it that people don't like a lot of my friends have asked about it and that are comedy fans that just they only see the product of people who've like made it and stuff right yeah. so they're like asking about these mics and stuff they're like that's so cool and I'm like I stood in an alleyway to do this for three minutes yeah like a, a homeless man was washing his body up <laughs> the fucking dirt water was one of the yeah, just... oh my god the other night uh see this is what I'm saying this is the glamorous stuff you see. this is why I like these side hands me and uh have you met Austin Young yet Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we. He's so cool. We, we were shooting the shit the other night at Creek in the Cave, and I was getting ready to leave, and he was like, "Do you want me to walk you to your car?" And I was like, "Yes, I appreciate okay. that." Yeah. yeah. We love. We love a man walking you to your car. That's so nice of them. Um, a lot of the homies are great at that because yeah. I was like, I don't want to walk out here. No, it's dangerous. Uh, yeah. yeah, and thank God because I almost I was literally just around the block, so I almost told him I was like, it's not a big deal. And he was that's, like, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I we turned the corner and he was like, hold on, and we stop, and there's just this like naked man standing next to a car and he's like sitting on the curb and I was like is that guy taking a shit and he was like oh he's masturbating and I was like okay so we like cross the street to go around and this man starts like trying to fuck the car like we literally watched him like thrusting his naked body against the car I think he was homeless but we were like literally Austin was like 
holy fuck. And I was like, yeah, I'm really glad that I didn't go. No, babe, what was your guy? It was crazy. You never fucking card. No, I was like, this is, I thought I was getting desperately horny, but that's, you know. Right. That's a new level. Did he even put the dick in the exhaust pipe? That's kind of where I thought it was going to be. No, he was just like against the side of the car. I'm like, I don't even know what that's doing for you. That would have at least made more sense to me. Yeah. Like, you're trying, I guess. Yeah. But we saw that and I was just like, are we trauma bonded now? Like, we just went through this experience. He's like, yeah, we will never forget that. (laughs) I was like, yeah, for sure. But that's just a great example of the glamour of this, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of examples. Yeah, every now and then a homeless guy will walk into Creek in the Cave and sometimes try to get on stage. And, you know, they're right there. Like, you know, the fucking underpass is right there. So it's like, yeah, it's going to happen every now and then. Like, yeah, I know so many of the like the male comics have been I'm always like pitching about where I can park and where we should park and all this shit. Right. And they're like, oh, we park in the overpass. And I'm like, I'm not walking from the overpass alone. Like, I'm not doing that personally. But yeah, I just recently started doing like parking there more. I usually park in that lot next to the gas station. Oh, okay. But one time, this was like when I first moved here, this crib, uh, we met at a club and he had a crush on me and shit. So he's walking me back to my car. He's like, don't ever park here. And I'm like, oh, a crib is telling me that, huh? So I kept parking there, but it's like... (laughs) Like, I'm just gonna risk it. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Nothing horrible's happened to me there, but I will notice more homeless people asking for money in that lot than the fucking bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they all like to pretend they work for. I think somebody has a bit about that. I've heard. Like, yeah, do parking for real. They do, and yeah. they're not convincing. So I don't. Pe- who I don't know who's falling for that. No, what sucks is like <laughs> I, I'm just trying to get out of my car quick enough for him not to walk up to my fucking car, or then I'll sit there and he's like, hey, "The tickets over there," and I'm like, "No, fucking fuck you!" Like, yeah. But if you give him two dollars to watch your car all night, that's dude i did see somebody i saw a tweet that was like viral about yeah. this and it was like so funny and they were, i think they were in austin they were saying yeah. they're like i know y'all hate on this he's like i got a homeless homie i pay him like fucking ten dollars every time and he just sits there he's like i've seen him beat someone's ass that was coming from my car <laughs> like, and i was like honestly that's a good deal oh yeah out. wasn't the tweet like it was the only car left yeah and like all the other cars have been broken into and he was, just fine. He was just fucking <laughs> sitting by it like, I was like, that is it, right? That is a part of it. I used to work at a pizza place, so I'd get these pizzas, and I wouldn't want to eat them all, so I'd just put them in the parking lot, and they'd always be gone in, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah. Sure. I like, uh, yeah. It's crazy here. I will say that's, like, it's it's fun sometimes, but my least favorite... So when I was in Nashville, I did my best to not spend time on Broadway, right? When I first moved there, I worked on Broadway. Um, I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe when I first got there. And so I was like down there a lot and I got burnt out very quickly it was like of my course. first I was like I hate this and it's just traffic all of it right it's a pain in the ass it's just fucking drunk people ever especially when you're like getting off work you're not drunk like it's, yeah, it's annoying no and so I was like fuck this and then I moved outside town and I wasn't on Broadway a lot or then you start to go out to like the local you know the East Nashville all that kind of stuff and then I got here and I learned very quickly the equivalent of that is like sixth right yes. 36 and so I was like cool I'm also not gonna hang out there and now Sorry. I'm like doing comedy and yeah, I'm like you have on six every day and I'm like uh, you must. yeah it, it, it drives you insane sometimes yeah we were talking about this last night because I was like it's fine like we left that concert yesterday and it was like not so bad it's like a Wednesday but I was like a weekend I've like walked out of some of these things high and I've like it's not it like all these, like, I'm, like I see everybody and I'm just like I cannot deal with this like, yeah it's yeah. so bad last weekend especially I was out with some of the moon tower stuff and I left one of the venues and it was just like fucking chaos everywhere and people were like there's I walked outside of I forget what club it is it's like right by 
I don't know. This is a pointless tangent because I don't know what it was. Anyways, one of the clubs, there's a guy just literally like standing on top of the car, like yelling at people. I was just like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Like, it's was way too high for that. It's really hard. Like sometimes I'll take it psychedelics and go downtown. I took some last night. So I was telling Kylie, I pulled my neck from throwing a scooter. And then, <laughs> yeah, she's here through her injury. What a hero. <laughs> yeah, I'll get fixed later. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I took mushrooms because I didn't have any like painkillers or anything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I was like, yeah, I'll let loose. Yeah, so I get a type of something. <laughs> so and then I go to the mic that I have to host. And the fucking Lucky Duck is usually chaos yeah. already. But it was inside this time. Oh, so you so, did that before you had to host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like tripping. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Like, oh, a few times I'm like, are the vibes off, man? Like, are the vibes weird in here? They're like, Audrey's always weird here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. If you're, honestly, if you were going to do it somewhere, <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> yeah. You were fine. Like, if you were going to be in that state. <laughs> right. Right. And at one point, like, it's the end of the night. Comics are trying to just say words. And everyone's talking over and just going, blah, 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 blah. like everyone's like rah, 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 in each other's faces. You can't hear a single word. I'm sitting right next to them and I can't hear them. And they're still trying. Oh, this is sad. That's rough. But on psychedelics, it's hilarious. I bet. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky Duck is so hit or miss because it's either like a great crowd that's like really loves it and is paying attention or everyone's just on their bullshit and they don't give a fuck that you're there. Right. We had one group that was paying attention at one point and then they, they turned on us and then started yelling. Turned on this. <laughs> This bitch yelled out loud. She was like, I have herpes. And then at one point, she then says, you can get an orgasm from your butthole. And I was like, Jesus. All right. Thank you for sharing. It was, she was You're great. Right. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. So she was like a fun audience member. Sort. It was just chaos. chaos. I think I was just there for the chaos last night. I think yeah. it's, I think sometimes like, it's easy to be put down by mics because no one's paying attention, but then it can be like, what can I get out of this? Yeah. I agree. I think it like toughens your skin too. I had, I was talking to somebody about this this week and people, cause people keep asking me, like, I don't, I'm, I'm like fairly new to this. So I don't think I'm like great, but I get like, a really lot of, oh, thank you. Yeah. I get a lot, I get a lot of feedback on like my, that I, my stage presence. I don't seem nervous. And I'm like, that's, I was like, I literally used to teach college students for yeah. a while. And I would just stare at like anywhere from 30 to 90 people for an hour at a time while I tried to like, I would literally ask them direct questions that they're supposed to answer. And they would just fucking stare at you. And I would have to like, just keep moving through it. And I was talking about shit. I hate it. Like I was yeah. fucking teaching them writing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't, it wasn't even fun. So I was like, at least this, I'm like talking about whatever I'll talk about. I'm trying to be funny. Like it's fun for me. If you stare at me and you don't laugh, like it does not hurt my feelings. Like I just fucking move on. Yeah, I've, like, I've been conditioned from that. And I think if people can get past that at my, so yeah, just like fucking roll with it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do have a lot of confidence. I, I got the same thing. I was Mormon. So like I used to have to give talks in front of people and shit. Yeah. And yeah, people are listening. Like, and I think that was the first time I actually wrote stand up and shit. It was like, I had some jokes like that I would tell on stage. Cleanest shit I've ever said, for sure. Yeah. I, to this day, I don't have a clean set like that. I know. I just <laughs> was talking to somebody about advice about that. And they were like, it's good if you can develop like a clean, like 10 to 15 for like, if you want some more options for booking. And I was like, yeah, I don't have that right now. <laughs> It'll take time. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I still don't. Yeah. But I think it's a good skill too. Yeah. Especially just for your rhetoric and shit just for writing it's a good exercise for sure yeah my parents would love that if I could figure that out oh my parents would too they would yeah they would be so thrilled yeah they would actually watch me yeah Yeah. I've like actively been like please don't look up any of my stuff my grandfather looked up my first kill Tony set and I talked about fisting a woman and making her squirt and he fucking watched it and I told him I think I remember you telling me this god damn dude (laughs) 
And then I didn't talk to him for like a year. And then a year later, I was like, okay, I know you watched that video. Right. He's like, I didn't tell him. I'm like, thank you. All right. Just don't fucking ruin it. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Holy shit. <laughs> I do want to uh, ask about, because you mentioned that you, okay, so you used to be Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive down that rabbit hole. What was All that? Right. What, 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 where? Just whatever. What, what journey was that like? Like, how did you shin just and out of that? When was this? Well, it was weird because, like, my mom, my mom was raised Mormon, but she was raised in Alabama. So she was, like, an Alabama Mormon. Okay. Not, never really heard of yeah, that. Yeah, rare. very rare. And then my dad joined the church when he met my mom. So it, he's not, like, a real Mormon. Okay, he's a fake. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> because if I had, like, two real Mormon parents, yeah. I would have been, like, the wide-eyed. Like, I would have gone on a mission. Right. I would have gotten married at 20. Like, okay. Yeah. So that's like my whole hometown, and they're not even Mormon. Yeah. It's just Catholic, small town. <laughs> Dude, religion, man. Religion yeah. will do that. And it's not bad for everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, some of them are very happy. Can't yeah, do sure. it. I, I just like, I always thought they were lame growing up. I would just like bully people. Not like, <laughs> these, well, hit them all, but I'd make grown people cry sometimes. Yeah. Just like being a savage. You're just practicing for your future career. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these fucking old school losers, like, someone needs to roughen them up. They're just fucking. We had this Mormon corner at our high school where they would just sit on this corner of lockers. I'm like, you guys just, you, you're bait, you're prey. Like, you fucking stop being prey. Like, fucking stand up for yourselves. I, I, I would go to like church camp every year. It's a girls' church camp. You're not allowed to have your phone yet. We go into a cabin and share with these girls. And I wouldn't, they were trying to put me in my own cabin one year. And they're like, she's mean to everyone. <laughs> And then the girls had to be like, oh, she's just kidding. Like, tell the counselors that's and stuff. I'm like, I am kidding, but I am aggressive. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> It was so funny. Mormon Audrey. <laughs> Formerly Mormon. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to church. Uh, we had seminary. And seminary was, like, church school, but it was at 6 in the morning before a normal school. Okay. So I went to, like, a public school, but then I would go to church at 6 in the morning for four years. Every day? Every fucking day. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and the church on Sundays was three hours, and I would be there for an extra hour for my mom's choir. Oh, and then I would do, like, youth groups throughout the week, and it was, like, an hour for that, like, each time. Like, that sounds... I was part of so much shit. For church, it sounds quite uh, hellish. It's a cult. You know, <laughs> it's a cult. Yeah. It's giving hell. It's not... giving hell. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that for you. <laughs> so how... how what age did you stop that so i stopped believing like mentally <laughs> i stopped believing at, like 14 15 yeah i took dmt at 15 and that confirmed like really at 15 <laughs> yeah. holy fuck and you were like this shit is not this, a- yeah this shit like first of all i, was like, like, I just saw god right now <laughs> yeah that's just nothing what you guys are talking about like i had a lot of friends pass away when i was younger mm-hmm. and some shit go down and after going to a lot of funerals it was just like Mormons believe in three tiers of heaven. Okay. I'm like, how do y'all have so much information and so much details on death? Yeah. Like, who told you this? Yeah, I'll give you that specific. They did DMT. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. And so, and then it was just more like, how am I being forced to believe in something that was like created during the Civil War? Like, literally, yeah. it's just too new, too specific. Yeah. Too ridiculous. And I was just, I was so tired. I was so mad. I was so mad. I had to go every day. Yeah. I was pissed. Because, yeah, my dad would take me on the way to work every day. And I didn't believe in it for a long time. I started, like, growing mushrooms at 16 and selling okay. them. <laughs> I gave them to some Mormons that were necessarily <laughs> ready for that shit. And then, yeah. Everyone has their journey. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Producer Caleb, that, that girl we met at 
that rave, you know who I'm talking about, the, the rave couple. Oh, yeah. She had a crazy, was her background Mormon or was she Pentecostal? It was one of those things. Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Yeah, that's she, also crazy. Yeah, she had like a similar like backstory and now her vibe is very similar like aesthetically and everything <laughs> now. And I was like, I just feel like everybody's like, yeah, fuck all of that. And like, if it's the other way, she's dope. Um, yeah. We met this really cool couple at this uh, rave. I think they were trying to make Caleb part of their, uh, their sex. They were. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, they had a third already and I think they were like trying to. God damn. Yeah. But they were what all hot and cool. I don't, I guess a lot. I don't know. <laughs> you know whatever. They were, they're also rich as fuck and the, they were so nice. They're like the nice people I ever met. The next time we saw them, they gave us like a bunch of mushroom chocolate. Like we ran into them at a random bar around like weeks later and they were like, oh my God. And they like brought us to, have you heard of uh, Pershing, that place? Yeah. You know how it was like that private club part? They're like members there and they like brought us there and they were just like so nice. It was like, damn, right. Yeah, they were cool. Nice. Um, they invite us to shows all the time. But still, yeah, she had an edge. I was thinking of that. But okay, so did you, you, you stopped believing at 15, but when did you stop like going and everything? As soon as I graduated high school. Okay. As soon as I had any autonomy yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So did you do uh, any of the like Mormon dating? Like, or were you in, like, any relationships with people during that time? Or how does that work? Because, like, they get married young, right? Yeah, the first time I gave had it was a Mormon. Was a Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> was Mormon dick different? Or no? <laughs> no, I, I guess it was about the same. It was like, about the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was in Alabama. And uh, I would go there over the summer for my grandparents and shit. And I went to a Mormon dance out there. I would go to Mormon dances all the time. That's what Mormon dating is kind of like. Okay. So Mormon dances suck. They you they're in a church and they have the they have it in the gymnasium and they won't even play Outcast, dude. I would try to Whoa. request Outcast. What are you dancing to? The Killers, Muse, okay. Imagine Dragons. There's so much fucking Imagine Dragons. It's <laughs> Interesting. Sucks. Because they're Mormon. The, yeah. uh, the late singer's Mormon. Oh, really? and the Killers are also kind of Mormon. I did not, did know, not that. know that. Yeah, they're both. And Muse is Mormon too. But they would play just like that kind of music in That's general. Interesting. Yeah, it sucked. It was. I it's hate not it. quite really like dance music. Like no, that. not my vibe at all either. We would have. We had this weird line dance. <laughs> <laughs> to Imagine Dragons? No, I can't remember the name of the song. It's the da 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 no one would fucking ask me. I don't know if I'm unapproachable. I was also like very weird. Like I was weird <laughs> in the group of Mormons. Like I had like checkerboard pants on, yeah. like maybe like a Limp biscuit shirt or something. You were like rebelling already. I'm like, oh, they're these fucking losers. And I'm like, why aren't you asking me to do this? Like at the same time, why don't you guys like me, but also fuck you? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want like you, but I want you to like me. Yeah, Jesus. Like, that's how this like me. You yeah. know? <laughs> Just because I have a mullet doesn't mean I'm weird. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I would dance with these guys. I'm like, so what do you do? They're like, I like tennis. I'm like, I what am I doing? Here? Like, they just they're hobby. <laughs> they're homeschooled. They play tennis. They have twelve siblings. I yeah. just couldn't relate to any of it. Like, yeah, never fit in with them. Interesting. I'm very like uneducated. So like, if you were to have like pursued more dating with that, is that they like don't they don't have sex right until they're married? Is that Mormon or like they're yes, supposed to? Supposedly. supposedly. And then people always ask me. Right. They're like. So, do you ever do soaking? Because apparently, I've never heard of a Mormon actually doing this. Okay. Knowing Mormons my whole life, but also I was I grew up outside of DC, so like I was right. not a part of the Utah Mormons. Scene. Right. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, soaking is when a guy will put his penis into the vagina. Okay. And then not move it. 
And that's not no context. Yeah, apparently that's a cheat code. I'm like, why would you even do that? <laughs> that's so interesting. Just, just feel a penis get softer and softer inside. I feel like, also what? like this is like that's how the how do you not? There's no way you put a dick inside of a pussy. You, you don't. don't. Move. <laughs> that's also the, like that's the same energy as like reborn virgins, though. It's like you were penetrated. You you had sex. Like, you were a prostitute. Like. Yeah. You just, like, you know, like what no like, i reclaim my virginity that shit's wrecked man like, <laughs> <laughs> i found god and now i'm a virgin i'm like no he still knows <laughs> he saw it yeah he saw everything <laughs> that's crazy so but they would they didn't consider that losing their virginity of course yeah apparently it's, it's just like the it's like the anal yeah it's like the anal <laughs> catholic you're like dude it's sex like it's like grosser sex like you're just having worse sex in my opinion and this is true because <laughs> i have so I had, I made a bet with one of my college roommates. Uh, I was like seeing this guy was this, well, the link to this will make sense in a minute. But we were talking about like the rules of like penetration counting as sex or not. And there was this guy that I was seeing that they like, all my friends just hated, but he was like notoriously just like a sex fucking addict. Like, yeah. And naturally I was like, I love him. And so we were like, I was hanging out with him. My roommate was like, it was like during, we were like talking about Catholic Lent because I grew up, my town was Catholic. I wasn't same, okay. similar. My, uh, the, the my dad that raised me is my grandpa my dad that raised me is catholic was raised catholic his married not catholic so they let us kind of choose and do whatever which huh. is cool um i went to catholic church on and off just as i wanted it was, it was nice i had a yeah it was cool um but my whole i was like one of like three not catholic kids wow so my college roommate was someone from my hometown area and we kind of talked about all this and she was talking about her family and lent and all that stuff and she was like i feel like you should do a lent like give up sex and I was like, I think you're only saying that because you don't really sleep with, uh, we'll call him Pringles. There's no reason for that but <laughs> with him anymore. And uh, he had like a, a picture of his dick that went around the campus next to a Pringles can for size comparison. Yeah, he sent some girls to the hospital. Not me though. <laughs> like he, yeah, you know, he, he was a psychopath. Um, as yeah, a, as a, the better the dick, the crazier they are. Oh, it's always God, that way. Man. But she, yeah. she was like, can we do, can we do like a Lent thing for sex? And like, we were so poor and everything. <laughs> that the bet was like, she was like, if you lose, you owe me a case of Bud Light. Oh and I was God. like, you know, whatever. So, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. It was more of a just competitive thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But we get to the end of the 40 days and I was like, pay up. And she literally like found out because she texted him about it that I just like gave him head. And she was like, <laughs> no that counts and I was like nobody penetrated me that's not sex and she was like oral sex it's literally in the name so <laughs> this has been a debate I've been in since my 20s you know and I think that the Mormons and the Catholics and all of them are wrong and if you do anything just fucking own it yeah just let it go yeah but I don't I don't think oral sex is sex either I, I think I agree for the sake of me wanting to win that bet. Yeah, yeah. But since I lost it, I'm bitter. And I think that we all should just find out those rules. No, I agree. <laughs> I actually lost my virginity before I ever sucked it. What? Yeah. I was uh, I was 15. I was in high school. And my boyfriend was significantly older. I think he was like almost 19 at the time. Yeah. And he had had sex before with one person. And I was like, obviously, so he was fucking eager. And I was so scared. And like, I like thought about I like was going to do it one time and I like thought about a dick in my face and I just like freaked out. And I, was, like, I was like, we can just fuck. We yeah. Just fuck. <laughs> like I was just so scared. Dude, I get it. It was weird. I was like, that was an interesting experience. Oh man, I didn't want to do it at all. Like I was just thinking yeah. about like I watched porn before I you know, ever did it. And I was like, oh, what are these bitches doing? Like, oh my god, they like it so much. How do they like it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine now. 
I remember like growing up and watching marriage or weddings and stuff, and I'm like, I'll never kiss a guy when I grow up. That's so gross. Like now you're like the things I've let my <laughs> I know. I'm just a slut. Oh my god. <laughs> what a hypocrite. How has uh, your dating life been in Austin? It's been it's been interesting. I've yeah. had some uh relationships and I've also just gone out and been crazy too. So yeah. Right now I'm chilling out. I'm chilling uh, out. Just seeing seeing someone just cash having fun yeah you know? it's casual yeah. it's fun it's fine. cool yeah but um yeah when i first moved out here i was a little i was on a tyrant yeah when you moved to a new city you're a little bit of that like it's pretty yep there's a little bit of that like invincible feeling i was doing this yep. stuff world. did you also do this before you left because uh, i was like when i was leaving I my was city still dating a guy, okay so i could have but yeah. it been really nice i had a worse com- i had a worse hoe complex like leaving yeah. a city because i was just like fair i'm gonna get out of here like who gives a fuck like yeah. <laughs> set it on fire you yeah. know but once i like once i was here i was kind of like well actually i moved here and i was like the podcast listeners know i was fucking in love with some i was in love with a drug addict that's uh, yeah in, we all do that in every Nashville, now. but he's better now he's better now <laughs> he's fine are you better now <laughs> uh, <laughs> jesus fuck it <laughs> I'm, I'm fine <laughs> i just had like a emotional unloading about this on the last episode so yeah I'm, i actually am good i saw him recently and it was like a pretty wholesome experience so it was fine i think i was telling you i was about yeah. to do that yeah, yeah and it went well it was fine it was wholesome. It was healthy. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, so it was nice. But Stop here, seeing. here I've been like just I've I've done some of the apps and all that shit here and fuck the apps, dude. Yeah, I'm done with that for a while. I think. I think it's so easy. It's so much easier to find some other person out here. Yeah, there's it, plenty of people around. It I is. I think before it was just like I was, you know, I didn't have a ton of friends. Producer Caleb's got to be, was probably sick of me before I was living literally in his apartment, but that I was just like, he was one of my only friends that was like, just down to do shit all the time, um, which is fine. Cause we just, you know, I have a lot of like more introverted friends and stuff and they're amazing. I love going to just like smoke weed at their houses and stuff. But I was like, there's not really opportunities for me to meet people as a single right, person that way. Right. Like I love those kinds of friends, but I was like, I can't, I'm not going to start dating your cat. Um, <laughs> actually I would date Sarah and Kenny's cats. They're dope. But <laughs> I, uh, now I'm like, okay, well, I'm out all the time. But it's kind of like you said, I'm out all the time in like this scene of comics. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to really fuck with that either. What's fun with that is you flirting with a real person in front of them. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's my> <laughs> You're like, damn it. Like, like, yeah. She's with a civilian. Like, so like, a normie. Yeah. Out here. Yeah. It is interesting. I think that something I've noticed too is like a lot of, um, and it makes sense because of the time we're spending, but a lot of comedians only hang out with other comedians. It's yeah. pretty common. Yeah, I I, felt it, I had to work really hard on like finding friends outside of comedy because yeah. it's just like that's my life. Yeah, but I think I like my comedies. Yeah, or, it's yeah. cool. I feel I felt fortunate that I had kind of a decent friend group before I started it, but it's definitely been like I said, it's nice to have people that are like out doing the same thing and just meet new interesting people. Yeah, everybody has a fucked up story of why they do this, so I feel like we all already have like a we commiserate together. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> really nice. You, you can feel it. And then, like, I don't know, I see comics everywhere. I see them at the grocery store, the gym. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, it's weird because now it's like, now that I know all these people are comics, I'm just seeing them in the city. I'm like, we're taking this bitch over, dude. Yeah. Like, there's so many of us. <laughs> it's cool, though. Makes me think about Mean Girls, which is like, I love seeing teachers outside of school. It's like watching a dog walk on its hind legs. Yes, exactly. How yeah. you, feel? you see a comic at the grocery store. And yeah. you're like, wow, you're buying juice. <laughs> you, I only see you drunk. You know, groceries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I mean half 
the time, all we're doing is like eating food truck food and drinking Jesus and shit. Christ. So I've had to chill out on that. It could be a toxic thing. Yeah. I've yeah. been on a drinking break for the last like three weeks just because I was like, I was getting in that. I was like, I'm going to fall into a habit here that I don't want to, I'm going to gain like 50 fucking pounds if I keep this up. <laughs> I, I cut beer out recently and I've, I've lost a little bit of weight, but yeah, I just need it. I've done this thing now where I'm like, I'm only drinking tequila. It's fine. And I don't eat all day. And then I drink tequila and I cry. <laughs> sounds that sounds like a classic. <laughs> I can't, I've lost track of the amount of times. I like, I like text uh, Caleb when I'm like heading over. I'm like, yeah, so I didn't eat dinner again, but now I'm at least not drinking while I do it. But I used to do the same thing. I'd be like, why did I get so drunk <laughs> oh i ate brunch and that's it. <laughs> that was it the whole day oh yeah i had a piece of toast <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I had like half an avocado today that's <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> it's not the alcohol it's yeah, like well that alcohol is fucked up like that well whiskey is horrible <laughs> yeah for real what is um have you had anything notably like unhinged happened to you while you've been in Austin in the realm of like sex and dating like have you had any just like really crazy shit happen to you well okay this is a fun story uh I hooked up with a guy in a Mexican biker gang a Mexican biker gang yeah so, yeah to tell so <laughs> there was this biker rally um in Austin last year Naturally. and I was I was out on stage on a mic outside obviously yep. natural Austin things and I said dude I'm a I'm a fucking biker tonight I'm going to find the hottest Mexican biker game ever. I'm going to fucking find them and I'm going to fuck them. And, then, and I was like, yeah, whatever. So I, I'm prowling the streets on six. <laughs> there's all these bikes everywhere. It's so cool. Like, there's a lot of really cool bikes. Yeah. Shit. And then I walked in an ugly coyote. Obviously, the best place to go for bikers. <laughs> there's just, like, no rolls on the stage. Like, do you know what they're about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, from the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're all performing and shit. Yeah. And so I saw this one gang and there was this one guy with like bright blue eyes and I was like oh he's cute I like him so I went to go I walked up to him and then his friends were like he's kind of nervous to talk to you because he only knows Spanish and then so I started speaking Spanish oh my god and then and so we are you fluent in Spanish I, I know enough. you know enough you don't yeah. have to get to have sex <laughs> <laughs> I know how to say my name yeah. where I'm from and yeah you're cute <laughs> yeah so we did that and then I rode his bike that night because I've been riding bikes for like probably like six years like now. you drive them as well I yeah I can oh, okay. but I don't I don't have a bike because I don't want to die like yeah. I'm reckless enough I've almost killed myself throwing a scooter I don't even <laughs> fucking I'll get a bike one day I grew up in a motorcycle family as well so really? I love I love riding I can't I can't drive them but I love riding them, that's so. awesome yeah that's really cool yeah, my parents are big Harley people awesome yeah. my dad always wanted a bike but he never got one yeah yeah so yeah so we uh I rode his bike that night. That's not a euphemism. I just rode <laughs> the back of his bike. And then he texted me the next day. He was like, come meet me at a Motel 8 in Bastrop. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I could either like drive out there, get raped and murdered, or I could ride this bike, hook up with him and get barbecue like it's anywhere. <laughs> and we did. We got barbecue. Like we hooked up. And then it was funny because he was sharing a hotel room with like three other biker gang members. So like, one of the guys was like knocking on the door and he was like, I come now. And I'm like, see, see, see. And, <laughs> and you're like, well, you will be. Yeah. He was, he was great. Like he was, he was really polite. Wore a condom without me asking. We love like, that. I just told a story about this on last, about my last week. This happened. Yeah. He I gave me his business card. Thing. I'll show it to you later. Business business card. Card. Incredible. It's yeah. He's a sweet guy. And actually he helped me get the car I have now. So Incredible. yeah. What yeah. a, that's, that's, that friends. was like that was basically a romance novel. I don't know what you mean by it. Yeah, that wasn't an hinge at all. Like it was, it was no, just really it had a really funny start. Yeah, that is yeah. True. I like to call up my Mormon mom and be like, "Hey, I'm with this biker gang right now." <laughs> and she's like, "Audrey, don't tell me this shit." I love you. You have like a 
I don't know if it's like a bit you do. I heard you do it on banana phone where you were talking about that. You're like, I look like I would give a head on the back of a motorcycle. Oh, and dude. I was like, that crushes every time. It's like, so, it's so good. funny. And I'm, and I'm honored. Like, that's yeah. one of my favorite ones. That one comes to S. Thompson. I'm like, those are the best roads you get to give. It's me. good. You're, I love, I watched your banana phone. It's great because you are great at just like taking it, but you just like throw shit back at people. So <laughs> uh, it was yeah, fun. Derek's always like, you're interrupting. And I'm like, I just don't want to listen to you. So yeah, 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 yeah I am. Like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I want to do that sometime, but I have to like, get, I, I feel like that's another just skin toughening exercise. You got to do it. Like, you got to do it. I, I was terrified. Well, you know, I was terrified. I was like, we already do comedy, but like well, the first time I did, it, I was pretty nervous because it's like, this is my impression on the scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, well, but it's probably nice once you're like further in it too. Cause you're like, well, all these people like, no, well, me. they become your friends. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows you. It's definitely a camaraderie thing. Uh, he's known for yelling in the pack during all of them. Yeah, no, he has some savage stuff. <laughs> Our comedy, comedy pal Nick is on the sidelines yeah. here for those But no, I, you have some savage roast. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So someone who has lost two roast battles at Creek. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting better. Roasting is like a whole different skill. Every, it's every, about every, like structure of it, too. Skill. Yeah, because yeah, I think like I'm good like combating people in person like on, on the spot, but when it's like planning it out calculating the, the roast like, yeah that's where it's like there's totally a, an algorithm to it and yeah. if you follow the fucking structure it's gonna fucking work but, yeah i think a lot yeah. of people as like fans i was telling um kayla about this don't realize that the a lot of that is like pre done oh. i think in the moment it's like that's the key of it though right you have to do it so it looks like it's in the moment so yeah but it's think, not you think it's all uh, you're assuming it correct so yeah. people will the two people roasting each other will meet up and like give each other a list of information like Sometimes people even write jokes for the person on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, even like the rebuttals where you think that's just like off. Sometimes that's bad. Those yeah. are all planned too yeah. and pocketed in another section. Yeah. Where, yeah. I didn't even think of it like yeah. that before. Yeah. I think a good one is like where they've done that, but you can't tell that they did that. That's like the whole key to it, right? Yes. And that's actually pretty tough. Yeah. And then sometimes people are just better on the fucking spot. So yeah. It's like you never know. Yeah. It's tough depending on how much you got time you have like to prepare and everything too, or if yeah. you know the person or not. Yeah. 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 So I know I was watching, I would like to try it, but it's like not a skill set I've worked yet. So I was like watching Sun at the Creek the last time I did it. And I was like, all right, this is not as intimidating as some people. It's like you, everybody's just up there trying. It yeah. sucks sometimes and sometimes it's great, so, which is how it always is at everything. You gotta go to Poke the Bear. Okay, that's the one they're doing at Roscoe's? Yes, right? yes. Yeah. I like it better that's than That's like a group phone. thing, right? I like it better than banana. Okay. Yeah, so like you put your name in a bucket and then you get pulled up and you do two minutes of comedy on stage. And then you get into group support. So everyone writes a roast for the person and then the person on stage reads the fucking index card. About themselves? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, that does sound fun. Great. It's okay. so funny. Cool. I like it. I think it helps you learn from different people in the group on like how they write roasts too. Yeah. So it's a really, it's a good learning thing. That's awesome. For sure. Cool. I'll have to check that out. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. I've cried there. Like, I've cried. Cried. <laughs> it's like, Dying, dude. In like a good way. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have a picture of one of my favorite cards from this past week. Let's hear it. All right. So there was a British girl on stage, and Nick was actually in my group, and we wrote down, <laughs> "Blimey, I'm off to the pub for a pint of cum." And then in parentheses, in British. In British. <laughs> <laughs> so she had to read it that way. I think she got kind of upset. <laughs> That's when not she, even that bad. I was like, bitch, come on. Like, well, okay. if you were bad. When she read it, she wasn't upset. But, like, literally 30 minutes later, we just kept repeating it. In, in British? Yes. Yeah. Well, we're just saying it again because it's just fucking funny. Like, yeah. a pint of cum is hilarious. Yeah, that's it's like, I don't think you're a cum guzzler. I think yeah. a pint of cum is just funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're going to be 
offended about that. Yeah, like, she just a lot started comedy. Like, oh, okay. she got on the stage and she was like, yeah, this is my first week or something. I'm like, well, we don't care. Yeah. And so I'm like, don't, don't say, don't even say that. Like jumping into roasting your first week is rough. That's why I haven't done it. And yet. you're a pretty girl, and you think we care that's your first. Like, oh, uh, like yeah. I, I, I care for you, and I hope that you don't get destroyed. But I'm like, you're gonna get ripped apart a little bit. Yeah. You came, you came into this like. And you're British. It's, over. <laughs> it's literally over. I got our peanut gallery over here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So cool. I um. I love this. We've been all over the place, which is how this But I um I usually do the last thing I do before the episode is over is I always ask every guest that I have what the most unhinged story that they have or that they want to share in the realm of like sex or dating. Okay. So it can be like the most unhinged thing a you've done unhinged. for a man or woman, whatever your orientations are, or it can be the most unhinged thing that you've just like been involved in. Like I've had people that have had to like hide in closets from ex-girlfriends to a guy. I've had people who have, you know done some weird shit with like come on their face at the grocery stores like really there's oh, no limits <laughs> wow. we've had it all on here well i think okay this one oh god which shit? i had producer caleb was a guest on with me the other week and that's what he had to sit there and he's like i've been thinking about this and it was just like narrowing it down to which one i want to use <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I guess i'll tell this one so this is the story i told uh when i started comedy um we were i was hooking up with this guy named lucas and he was an ex-mormon and so I love an ex-Mormon, love an ex-Mormon. He, he was in the Navy. Camaraderie. Yes, I know. I was like, we suffered together. And um, he was getting kicked out of the Navy for smoking weed. And so he was going to leave soon. Um, so we wanted to hang out and do mushrooms before he left. And so we're in my dorm at the time. And I had this poster on my wall that says, imagine. It has a peace sign, just this hippie shit. And so I'm laying in my bed. We're tripping. It's probably like... Few hours into the trip at this point, and I look up and he's still walking around my dorm. And the only word he's saying is imagine. He's like, Imagine, imagine, imagine. He looks me in the eyes, whips his dick out, pees everywhere. Everywhere. Like I'm talking like on my rug, on my bag. My bag had my grinder, my weed, or his bag. And it had my my shit in it. And he tries to crawl into the bed with me after that. And I'm like, I'm like, no, get away from yeah, me. Yeah, you just piss on my stuff. And I'm only wearing a giant tie-dye shirt, like nothing on underneath. Like just, I'm freaking out. So I call the biggest guy from downstairs because the guys are downstairs. We were, the girls are upstairs. And so the biggest guy from downstairs, like grabbed him by the head, like pushes him down the stairs into an Uber. And then the Uber calls me and she's like, he just keeps saying, imagine, I don't know what to do. He's kind of crazy. And I'm like, you can drop him off the police station the hospital <laughs> Any I don't give a fuck just get right. him out of here and so he ends up uh running away from the gate officers breaks his hand on a light pole they catch him with his piss covered bag and they arrest him oh my god and then the uber ended up costing 250 dollars because he peed all over the uber why does this guy have so much pee I don't so know I should have known okay because yeah. they told me a story two days before where he's like yeah one time I just peed myself on mushrooms okay so I was had... he on mushrooms this day yeah okay so I I should have fucking known. Yeah, he did more. He foreshadowed. Like there right. was some there foreshadowing. Was some That's fair. Yeah, you take the ownership. It's fine. But hey, it still happened. Yeah. So then I met up with his roommate. Um, like a few days later to get the money for the Uber. He had the fucking nerve to try to ask me out. I'm like, no, I think I think I'm good with just one of one of the people that lives in this barrack. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the last time we did mushrooms with a string. <laughs> that's actually impressive. That's the last time. When was this? I was 18. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, at least you, like, learned from your experience, you know? Totally. Yeah, that's great. Totally. 
<laughs> that is unhinged. That wasn't, you didn't really do anything that unhinged there. That was like unhinged habit to you. I don't really do that much unhinged. That's nice. like, I wish I could say that. Other than fisting someone, like I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I think fisting someone's like the craziest thing I've ever done. Yeah. You said, yeah, you said you have a, a bit about that. So that's real. Yeah. 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 They were a lesbian couple and they were my bosses. Okay. And then they were just doing some very unprofessional shit. They kind of coerced me. And okay, yeah. um, they were like, fucking 12 years older than me or something like they knew what they were doing and <laughs> and they were bosses yeah they were Yikes, bosses. yeah yeah and yeah the lady the uglier one out of the group like because i liked the other one more the, the ugly one wanted me to piss her so i did it and then she squirted like all over me but, damn like, yeah she's like told you it's not peeing but i was never wondering i didn't ask <laughs> <laughs> that was not like something i was like ever thinking about but it was like a whole fist yeah dude so how you do it like you fucking <laughs> let's see we got the camera you start figuring and then you you pinch your hands like this <laughs> and then in you go in and then you go up you don't punch it you don't yeah. punch your fucking uterus you right. go up interesting and that's it and that worked for her. oh god it felt like putting my hand in jello are you are you bisexual generally or is this like a just experimental thing i've I would say I'm like 89% straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, Open to experiences. I, I, who, who doesn't like titties? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like, like most women are at least a little bisexual. Yeah, I'll, fucking, I'll suck a titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I date guys. Yeah. I think it's because I want to have kids one day. Okay. Like, you, yeah, you do want kids? Way. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I think if I was with like a safe and stable partner that made me feel like we could raise a family, I would be totally. like, okay with it. And you're at a weird point in your life now too where it'd be like, I mean, it's a lot, of, it's pretty intense to be looking for that kind yeah. of goal right now with what you're doing with comedy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm in my 30s, not like I'm too old. I have a, a family member that just had a kid at 40. Like, it's oh, like, wow. you yeah. can do whatever. But I, uh, I'm i at the, I'm like kind of like where it's like, if it doesn't happen for me, it just literally doesn't phase me, but I'm not like radically opposed. I'm right. Kind of like right in the middle, which is a good place to be. That is so good. Like, sure. That is good. Yeah. But, okay. So you, uh, you, want, you want like marriage and kids? Or you just want kids? Totally. Yeah. 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 If like. it works, <laughs> yeah, right. It's hard out here. Ideally, like, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, you're young though. Like I said, I keep forgetting that. So yeah, you got time. Yeah, you got time. There'll be a, there'll be another Mexican biker out there. I hope. I hope so for you. He gets me up like to this day. I love. Maybe he's maybe he's your future. We don't no, know. He has a business card, Audrey. This is like yeah, he works for a cellular company. Okay, honestly, based on my typical dating standards, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, no, I'm getting better about it. Yeah, too. But you know, it's just I gotta quit. Uh, you get wrapped up in like the, it's like I said, the most the most toxic people are the ones that have all this like energy and chemistry and shit. And I need to just like be okay with like the nice men. You have to, um, because you're the toxic one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you attract what you're putting out there, Correct. and that's that's what I just talked about in my last episode. Because I was like, I kept like, I'm, I'm realizing that's what I did get out of like that meetup I had in Nashville was that I was just like having to have a radical acceptance of being emotionally unavailable and that I'm just like actually at peace with that and before it's like something I kept trying to ignore so it's like yeah. I would end up in these situations where I either date a nice guy and I like hurt them because I'm not actually available and I want them to give me stuff that I can't get <laughs> yeah. back yeah or I end up with like another person who's emotionally unavailable because I've attracted that in and, and then I'm right. then I'm like shocked when they hurt me or, like, when they don't like me when I'm like I'm doing the same shit. Like, I'm like, I want them to be like, I want a relationship with you and I don't even actually want to date them. Yeah. But I'm like, I need you to want me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's and crazy. I'm just like, I'm not doing that shit anymore. No. So I'm at like a piece with that now, which is cool. I can tell, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Thanks. I felt pretty, uh, I was like doing a lot of just like, that's why I said it. I was like, it was a good meeting for me because I was just like, 
all right, I can accept this now. All the dating I've been trying to do over the last six months has been like, I think radically just trying to like replace someone and be like, okay, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, else. yeah. And it's like, that just doesn't work. No, as someone who's like, I've always really dated. Like I've been a, yeah. like, I've always had a boyfriend. Really? And yeah, yeah, that's my toxic thing. Yeah, sure. I've done, I've been, I've done a lot of single time. I was single from like, when me and uh, the second high school boyfriend I had broke up when I was like 17 or 18, I didn't have an official relationship again until I was 25. And so I was like, I was like, had flings and situations. They weren't called situationships yet, but that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And I, you know, I had sex and stuff like that, but nobody was like, I never even had one on a date actually yeah no one took me on a date and yeah it was pretty it was pretty fucked so like by the time I was uh like 20 I had a lot of like my own like self-worth self-sabotage issues like I said growing up and then when I met the guy I met I've told all this to the podcast is like big stories but like the guy I met was um clinically a narcissist and I didn't know at the time yeah Um, and he just like love bombed the fuck out of me basically and um but he was also the first person to take me on a date so there was all this like other things where it was like I was very susceptible to it and we ended up dating for almost five years and we like lived together so I was I went from like hardly any dating experience to being in a long-term relationship wow and that we ended like a year before I moved here um and I like did some casual dating and I started going on like dates and getting that experience but I didn't start I was like 30 by the time I was doing that so I just feel I feel very young in my experience with dating and so that's kind of where it's been like navigating this and starting the podcast about it has been like fun because I was like I have like an interesting perspective to it um coming into it especially it's like I have experienced relationships but not really a lot of like the actual dating world I've met most of those people in like you know, we were out settings. I never, I never did online dating until this last year. Wow. So yeah, it was kind of crazy, but then, uh, yeah, I got into a couple different just things since then, you know, but yeah, it's always like, I, I look back at like some of the people I was attracting and who I was attracted to at certain points in my life. And it is, it's all about you. It's yeah. all about, cause you're, you're the only thing you can really control. Yeah. Like to a certain extent. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You're uh you present as older in a positive way because that's something that like I think a lot of people don't have that realization and that self-awareness until much later unless they've really been through some shit which is how we all ended up in comedy so (laughs) yeah that's my thing it's like I I refuse to fucking make the same mistakes I might make mistakes right yeah but when it comes to like the the lack of self-worth the lack of fucking respect for myself I will never be that low again yeah well it sounds like you went through a lot of a lot of shit like young so that probably forced you to grow up a little faster too yeah yeah I can see that that's where, um, like I said, I think there's like a camaraderie from most people that are in this is like, it's a coping mechanism for us. And it's oh like my a healthy God. Outlet. Dude, if I didn't have comedy, would it, yeah, I'd be dead. Yeah. 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 I feel that. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's been definitely a good, I think that's been part of too. That's like peace that I found as I was talking about that. Is I'm just like, now I'm like so busy doing this that if I want to let you into my life, you need to be worth it. Cause I don't got fucking time. Exactly. And that breaks, that breaks someone. If, if they get salty right away, get the fuck out of here. But if it, they admire that, they respect that, yeah. that it's so hot. Yeah. It's so hot. And if they're not intimidated by it, I was talking about this last week too. It's just like, it's actually with like, I mean, I have this podcast and I do, you know, obviously a lot of my stand-up stuff is about my experiences. Yeah. Of course you exaggerate and you add punchlines and shit like that. And like some people take shit too seriously, but like it's intimidated. A few people I've been on dates if I share that I do any of this and they're like, oh, you're going to be talking about uh-huh. me? And I'm like, well, not if you're not a fuckhead. Yeah, that's but, what I tell them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. don't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And if so, like, I mean, it's like, I, it's all a not. It's not like I'm up there like, 
Brian Jensen. I just made that. Yeah. Name. You know what I mean? I'm not like, <laughs> one time. Yeah. This guy sneezed on his nachos. Yeah. And it was disgusting. Not, yeah. Right. I'm not going to like fucking you out his See his penis. Yeah. I've right. gotten, that's what I was talking about. This. I've gotten DMs from people that have just seen certain clips and like, oh, is this about so and so? I can't believe you're talking about this. And I'm like, nobody what in the, the general fuck? public knows about this. Yeah. So you know, I'm, out, they're fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a fucking punchline. Get over it. Like, yeah. But there are a lot of guys who are intimidated by that. It's an ego thing. And I think totally. I actually, um, have you met Mimi Meyer? I yes, I yeah, we got a uh, coffee yesterday and we were talking about this and she was like, honestly, I think part of it, she was like, I think all men have this idea that they can like be like, they could be podcasters or comedians. Like I think all, like a lot of men just think that. Yeah. And she was like, so I feel like if they, like, she's like, there's a lot of men that are doing it, which is cool. And because they can, she's like, but I feel like if you meet just like the average civilian guy and they hear you're doing that, they're kind of like, Oh, well, like, I could do that. Like, yeah. And they don't like really take you that seriously, or they're like jealous that you do this thing or intimidated by it. And I was yeah. like, that kind of makes sense. And you can all, yeah, you can all see it by the way they fucking treat you. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because my, I don't think I've talked about this on here, but I got into stand up technically because my ex, the long term one, the idiot, he, um, was really into comedy so i got more into comedy through him i always liked like i've liked eliza Schelzinger for a long time she's my favorite um but we watched a lot of comedy together and he was like always talking about that he's like i think i could do stand-up i'm funny like all this stuff and he we went to this comedy club in nashville a lot and they do classes and stuff there and so he was like i think i might take this stand-up class and i was like oh that would be fun i think i would enjoy that and he basically was like it told me that I like am not interesting or funny enough to do it and that I could try improv maybe and that we should have like separate hobbies like we could do this thing together but we shouldn't do the same thing so I literally he also never took the initiative to sign up I did I signed up for an improv class but then the pandemic hit and they refunded everyone and then when there was time to loop back around I kind of like took it out but then we broke up and it was like right before I was about to move here and I was just like getting really into comedy again and I was like yeah I think like I could do this I think I, I'd already I wanted to do this podcast and I kind of wanted to try the stand-up class to help me with like making things more concise yeah and so I was like fuck it I'm just gonna take this class and so okay. I did it and then I like loved it I got good feedback and I was like yeah fuck you I said my dream is like I want to have like one day I have like a special or something and I just put a billboard in Nashville and it's like I'm just gonna call it like not boring yeah like, like put it right above this fucking house like <laughs> I love that but it's interesting because I I brought that up just because it's like that was kind of how I felt about him is he was just like oh well I think I'm hilarious so I obviously could do this and like he never took take any initiative and then he gets pissed if someone else is going yeah away. yeah so, classic man <laughs> it's not a male bashing podcast but they be doing dumb shit that's true <laughs> that's true awesome well this was really fun I learned a lot about you which I'm excited to yeah. have learned and uh, I'm sure I'll learn more because I plan to keep hanging out with you so um if you'll have me but Hello. I um I'm excited. This should be, if you're listening to this now, it should be in the first week of May, maybe the second week of May. I don't know. But as always, uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. So be sure to leave all of those fun things. Leave me the ratings, leave me the reviews, leave me the comments, the likes, whatever the fuck. Uh, follow the Instagram pages. I'm going to link all of Audrey's stuff in the notes as well. So you can follow her and keep up with her comedy journey and just general bullshit. She's got great, <laughs> great memes. So a lot, a lot of memes. Yeah. I love, I love a good meme account, you know, so nice. I love other people that share them. So I don't have to find them myself. It's great. But, uh, thanks Audrey so much for being here and, uh, we're out.